well, I don't know how she's going to be in it. Um, but Sigourney Weaver uh, learned to hold her breath for six minutes whilst shooting this. Bull. Hello everyone, welcome once again to The Phantom Zone, your new comic book reading club brought to you by UK Film Review. My name is Chris Buick and I'm of course joined, as always, by my good friends and fellow comic book lovers, Simone and Ian. How are you both? Hi! Hello! Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not bad. Did you uh, enjoy Eurovision? Yeah, we did. We did enjoy Eurovision. I Our favourite ones were Serbia. Boot, uh, boot, <laughs> which no, you have I, no reference no for. i have i have not seen eurovision yet i have recorded it so <laughs> is there any context that i could or is it better she's to just go washing just... her hands a lot that's what i'm gonna say and, that... and saying bit 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 yeah she washes apparently it's a protest song about the lack of cleanliness for for like stars in serbia apparently which i i probably don't know enough about serbian politics to know the context of that <laughs> but um yeah it's a protest song but it was good it was fun actually i think for the last few years i've stopped caring a lot because one we do badly every year and two it's just farcical at points like there's stuff that is just like really ridiculous um like it became boring i think like there's so many ballads and like I just was bored by it and I want more silly, stupid, ridiculous, cheesy acts. And this yeah. year there was quite a few of them, which was good. Yeah, that's good. I remember yeah. years ago watching one. I think I can't remember which country it was. I think it might have been Germany or something, but there was one guy singing and around him on the stage there was just a lot of women with washboards and like tubs. Oh, like, I remember <laughs> that. And just what and I just was like, I have no idea what this guy's singing or what it's about, what the song sounds like, because I was just distracted by what the hell is going on. Yeah, yeah. that's what you want. I want stuff Exactly. Like that. That's what yeah. I want my Eurovision to be. So. Yeah, I don't want it to be these like over the top like last night there was a stretch of ballads which were just oh, it was so, so dull. It was so dull. Oh, we got uh, so bored. But yeah. then we had Moldova come on and they were great. You know, um, what our listeners don't know is that we are actually cutting into being a Eurovision podcast this week. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Surprise. Surprise. We fooled you in. We're, go- <laughs> we're, go- we're going to go through all the countries alphabetically and yeah. do, do our own scores. So for the next three hours, please. Yeah, sit <laughs> and, and listen. And also Ian is going to recreate all the songs. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Um, no, all joking aside, we are not here to talk about Eurovision um, <laughs> yeah. as much as we, we might want it. But um, we are here as part of our, I guess, celebration yeah. of the release of the latest MCU film, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm still calling it by its full title. Yeah, uh, as you should. As you as should. should, yeah. Um, uh, which will, which in order to coincide with our recent episode we did for UK Film Review, um, where we reviewed and talked all about that film, or many, many highlights that we had about it. <laughs> um, we are here this time to talk about one of, I guess, the most prominent comic book stories for that character, mm. which is Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange the Oath, written by the brilliant, uh, in my opinion, and I believe our opinion. Yeah, we'll our opinion. yeah, yeah, we, we love it. By the brilliant Brian K. Vaughan. Um, what? 
<laughs> so, okay, we'll carry on your thing, but that's become a thing, and I don't know why. Yeah. Snow keeps doing this, and it started last night in Eurovision, just going bop bop at things for no. I I can't give you the context, listeners. I can't tell you why, but that's happened now. So carry I'm, on, Chris. <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 already behind it, 100. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, context is overrated. Um, but before that, we want to get into what we have which is Simone nerd news <laughs> nailed it perfect Thank love you. it um so we do have a couple of bits of nerd news this week uh starting with something that we touched upon in our multiverse of madness uh, episode um and I think we were tempted to really get into yeah but we thought we should save it for now <sighs> which was the new teaser trailer for the upcoming Avatar: The Way of Water. Now, God, try to be more excited. Hold your excitement. If the way I said that, I mean, anyone who knows me knows my thoughts on Avatar already. But if the way I said that didn't give it away, I mean, if they didn't, that would give it away. Um, I'm going to reserve my thoughts to the end. But um, what did we think of the trailer, Uh, Simone? What did you think when we saw it? When you saw it? It looks so terrible. It's like they haven't. It's 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 almost as if they oh haven't finished God. the CGI yet because half oh. of it just looks like a cartoon. And I mean, there there are like one or two moments where the CGI mm. looks really good. And I haven't seen Avatar in a really long time. But what no, I remember yeah, I about it was that how good the CGI looked. Um, I'm not sure if that. I mean, it was I over think, 10 years ago. I'm not sure. I, it's I think when you up. rely too much on CGI, like a film like Avatar, I think it won't look as good mm. now. You mm. know what I mean? Like when Mad Max, we watch that, it still looks good because it kind of seams it in. You don't really. A lot of people say that's practical effects, but there is actually a lot of CGI. I assume you mean Fury Road and not the one from the 80s. I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm talking about Thunderdome, baby. <laughs> Still a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I love Thunderdome. No, uh, yeah, I'm talking Fury Road. And I think I haven't watched Avatar in a while as well, but like you, Simone, I I, I remember it looking good, but I've I reckon it doesn't look as good now. I reckon it's gonna look dated. But this is my this is my problem with Avatar. I mean Avatar when I'm two thousand and nine, I wanna say. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Let's double yes. check. We're going to our fact checker. Yes. Yeah, 2009. Um, look at that. Look at that. Uh, look at that. 13 years. Wow. Okay, yeah. that, there's another point I have on how long it's been. But... 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, just by the way. Just uh, just a heads up for that. I, 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 I need to submit more scores to that. <laughs> bring that, bring that down. Um, I, I remember seeing the trailer for the first one, obviously before it came out, and being like, wow, this looks amazing. Um, and then watching the film thought it looks great it's boring as hell because the story is terrible and i think the problem with me for like a really good film for me the story needs to be there because if i want to watch it say on a sunday afternoon on channel four and on a small telly I still I need love, to. I love your rating system. Yeah, and can I, I watch think, it on a Sunday afternoon? It, yeah, it's like I'm not going to turn it on and think it's not going to look as good on my smaller TV as it does mm. on the big screen. And you know, I just, I, the, and I agree with you. The CGI doesn't look as impressive these days as it does before. I was watching the trailer and thinking it looks like the kind of video you'd get in like a a shop where they're demoing TVs. And like you could have it that, does, kind, actually. yeah, or, or like a video game, you know, yes. that you would yeah. see. And I was just—I well, like, was going to say that, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's 
just my thoughts on that. I thought, well, maybe hopefully they're spending some money on the script this time and it'll be <laughs> much more interesting. It doesn't but... look like it. I'm not going to lie. I, I also thought the CGI looked really bad. Like, I, in fact, we saw it in IMAX, which is even worse if it looks bad in IMAX. Like, we weren't seeing it in a small mm. screen. I saw, yeah, I remember seeing it in IMAX as well, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean this trailer. Oh, this trailer. I, I, yeah, oh yes, saw, you did. Yeah. yeah, we saw Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness in uh, IMAX. And the trailer... I remember turning to Sim and being like, this looks real bad. Yeah. This looks real. And there's some bits. So when they're going through the jungle, they that looks good. But when they're, there's a, a lot of the wider panning shots where they've got, say, CGI characters walking with non-CGI characters uh, looks really bad. Mm. And there's a particular one where there's, a, there's one of the Na'vi who's blowing a horn to like indicate something's happening. And... Um, I was like, that looks terrible. Like everything about that, like panning shot, looked really bad. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, oh, I, I did not. I wasn't infused by the trailer at all. Like I, I didn't really. I know vaguely the story's taking place at the same time span from when we've last had the film, so it's going to be like a ten-year difference between the first film and this film, and a lot's going to have changed between then and now. The first film story is trash, in my opinion. I actually really mm. don't like Avatar. Yeah. Um, no. I, 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 it has this hype, and I didn't realize this, but people who are younger than us, the, the, the TikTokers and so forth, I'm too old. <laughs> I've realized I'm really old, by the way. Wow, you've aged 10 years already. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what TikTok is, and I don't want to. That's that's my take on TikTok. Here, here. <laughs> Ian, TikTok is the noise your uh, pocket watch makes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it does. It does. Um, so I I didn't realise in that generation, they really love Avatar. They really, really, really love it. And I don't understand why. I don't get it. Um, but I, I feel this trailer or teaser, I guess, it's, it's meant to make us feel excited for what's going to come. I'm really not that excited by it at all. No. And the only thing that I was like, this is all right, was the music. I didn't mind the like, Nee-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-e-
Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. As as you know, film lovers and people who love cinema, it's yeah. it is a cinematic event. You know, it's it's I think it's the top grossing film now of all time. Because no, was, no, no, that's uh, Infinity War. Well, didn't they re-release Avatar in China and it made like tons and tons of money? Oh, I don't know. If they did, though, does that count? Isn't that just petty? Like, <laughs> it's, uh, I, 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 James Cameron was and then he what? lost it and then went, oh, better re- release it somewhere where I can make money. Like, I, yeah, that's a bit petty. Yeah, I mean, I, I will also state that um, Endgame was re-released as well to get up to the numbers. So I think we're, they're both guilty, although one is clearly much better than the other. Yeah, also, um, I feel like Endgame re-released because they re-released. That's yeah. less petty. <laughs> like, that's way less petty. If you've been outdone by somebody who's petty, you then have to lower to their level, right? You have to be petty back, right? Yeah. That's what I'll be teaching my kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I'm, look, I'm looking at um, the numbers.com, which does these things, and Avatar is number one, just. Um, but apparently there is an Ooh. Avengers Endgame in, uh, re-release again in the mix, so hopefully Good. it'll take the right spot. I, I will think... go see it again. I'll pay for that. Yeah, I'll I'd it see it again. Knock, yeah. yeah, I'll hope it knock Avatar I've, st- off I've still got my cinema ticket from the first time I went to see it. Nice. That's how much I liked it. Nice. Um, nice. I mean, James Cameron's got uh, the top three. Two of the films are his. So, you know. Really? Oh, yeah, Titanic. Titanic is number yeah. three. So, I wonder, is that adjusted for inflation as well? Yeah, yes. Interesting. Uh, ooh, actually, Interesting. no. Don't quote me on that. Let's say no. Um, because I think isn't adjusted by inflation isn't like Citizen Kane still like I think Gone for the Wind Gone, gone with the well. Wind oh, yeah. of course it is yeah. oh, that's some good old fashioned family racism right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're not wrong um, <laughs> and I think that's a good segue into our next set in our news um, uh, totally unrelated but something much I'm much more excited about and yeah. it's only a small bit of nerd news but um Mission Impossible 7 and 8 have yeah. now been officially named. Yay! Yes. We now yeah. have Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Parts 1 and 2. I love that parts are becoming a thing now, you know what I mean? Part yeah. 1 and Part 2. Like, yeah. I like that. It's good. But I wonder if they're going to go the Infinity War way, because Infinity War was meant to be what, Part that everybody 1 gets and turned 2. Into dust? Oh, oh, can you imagine? Two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just wow. bang, everyone's dust. <laughs> I'm almost certain, I've said this a few times, and there's like there, there's a podcast I really love um, called The Weekly Planet, which I totally recommend people listening to. It's so funny. Um, but I'm fairly certain he's trying to kill himself. Like, I'm, I'm almost certain that he's trying to kill himself on a set so he can win, like, a Oscar by killing himself. Do you know what I mean? You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, serious. Or, or he's just so like dead inside that the only fill he can get is by doing these stunts. Do anyway, <laughs> I've forgotten the name of that Mission Impossible already. It is Dead Reckoning. There we go. Part, part I, thought part two. I thought it was Dead Patronizing. Um, we're, we're, we're excited for this. Dead Patronizing. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Just Tom Cruise going, is it really? Mm, are you okay. really dead? Are yeah. you, are is you it really, really impossible? Mm. <laughs> this is too hard for you. It Tom. never really is, though, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, no. literally none of them have been impossible. No. I'd love that would be a good, but maybe that's the way it ends. He, the mission is actually impossible. Oh, he just what, he dies. Yeah. Half an hour already, just goes, I can't do this. I can't, you know what, guys? We've bitten off more we can chew. Yeah. You know, it's too much. I'd, I don't actually know what we're doing here. Should, I, don't, we, I don't get it. Should we just go, go to the pub? 
Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 It's just them getting their affairs in order before the world ends. Yeah, then... yeah, yeah. It's a really sad and dark. <laughs> really yeah. <laughs> Him going to see his wife he can't talk to anymore for some reason. I don't know why that is. Um, but we are we are excited for this film. These films, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. We, I mean, we, we're fans of Mission Impossible in general. I was going to say, it's funny, isn't it? Because the first three are okay. Like the the first one is like obviously an entertaining film. Second one is just great because it's um, James Wan, isn't it? Um, and it's like super over the top and oh, crazy. It's super over the top. He's it's got fun. his. Oh, it's it's great. It's great. They actually did the scene as well where the knife almost goes into his eye, which I'm like amazing. Jesus. Yeah, do you know, that was real. There was like oh. a, a cable that was stopping it from going all the way, but that could have easily snapped. Oh, mate, the risk assessment so the, on that must have been insane. Oh, I feel like it is for all of his films. Like all of his films must oh, be. Oh, the like... insurance must be for the rest. Like yeah. this is impossible. It it, it is impossible. It is impossible. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, but then third one was like, eh? Like it was just very average. But then from that point onwards, they've been great, right? Like Ghost Protocol was actually amazing. And... Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. My my theory why the third one is yeah is. The J.J. Abrams factor, which I don't want to get into right now, but um, yeah. I think he's he has uh, an aura about him that isn't fully earned. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I I, I I think yeah, gen- it's not a terrible film, but all the from there on, it really ramps up every time. I oh think. yeah. Um, yeah. Simone, Even um, what's sorry. the one? So no, silence, Simone. No. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the one where is it? Mission Impossible Five, where they with Henry Cavill in is that Mission Impossible five or six? Uh, that's six Fallout. I think. That was great. Oh, yeah, right? that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now the... you can go, man. No, no. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> How do you feel about the Mission Impossible films, man? <laughs> I really enjoy them. I mean, like i I think the I think I only really started watching them with Ian and his dad. That was he like, loves. He loves. Yeah, Mission he's like Impossible. he's mm. like a bit huge fan. Um, yeah, he loves them. And it was like it was like a moment where it was like, oh, you haven't seen Mission Impossible four, and I was like, mm. no, 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 I, I haven't. Um, it's not how that's, I spend. That's my the days. one where he's hanging off the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, right? Yes. Yeah, it's like um, that's that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, I love yeah. it. I love that he's just trying to kill himself. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I um. No, yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to this. I'm. I would actually, actually, be really up for a um rewatch. Oh, absolutely. Maybe, yeah, that maybe that's good. one we do in the future. You know, this is some post-production stuff, guys. But you know, maybe we'll do a, <laughs> we'll do a Mission Impossible uh, episode. Well, the the part one comes out next year, 2023. It was meant to come out last year, but COVID, uh, obviously. Mm. Um, so we have time. We can definitely do that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, put that put that one on the back burner, and we can definitely revisit these. And so that was our new news, and we are now going to get into our main feature for this week, which, as mentioned, is Doctor Strange: The Oath. Uh, once again, written by uh, Brian K. Vaughan, who is the great mind behind such iconic series as Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'm finally getting into. You'll both be glad to know. Yay, it's so good. It's, so good. good. it's amazing. Lo- loving it. So good. And. It's, um... Art is also by Marcos Martin. It is, is a, yes. Amazing Spanish artist who I think is actually criminally underrated. Like mm-hmm. he's done such amazing art on Batman, uh, Batgirl year one, De- Daredevil as well. He's done mm. some amazing art because it's very dynamic yeah. uh, and amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah. So 
before we get into our thoughts and uh, highlights, lowlights, and all, talk about the artwork and story, we need to get to our other regular section, which is, of course, called Ian versus Wikipedia, <laughs> where Ian surmises the plot of uh, the comic and we compare it against Wikipedia. I believe you're 2-1 up at the minute. I so am, yeah. I didn't are... do well with describing the plot for Multiverse of Madness, but in fairness... No fault that of your it... own. Yeah, that is a bit of a over the place sort of plot anyway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the loss with that one and not blame myself being poor at describing plots. <laughs> but so you want to give this one a go? Oh yeah, obviously, always. Right, uh, okay, so setting the scene, we are in New York City with Doctor Strange. Obviously, that's the name of the comic book. He's been shot though pretty crazy how did he get shot we're gonna find out he's brought into the office of uh night nurse who is a reoccurring marvel character uh there's been multiple different night nurses but this one's a different one to the regular one he's brought into night nurse's office who is somebody who looks after the superheroes of the world because obviously they can't just go down to the local hospital and be like guys i've been stabbed by doctor doom or something like that because they'll want to know their secret identities etc so they bring them to the night nurse he's been shot wong's there he then like gets helped by night nurse to not be dead which is good his spirit is kind of lingering around as well in that scene it's just kind of like floating around in the ether telling her what to do because he obviously used to be a surgeon but his hands are a bit jacked now but then (laughs) wong turns out wong brain cancer comes out of nowhere he collapses then we go on a big journey that turns out the reason he was shot is because he found an elixir that not only cures Wong, but can cure all cancers slash diseases in the world, which causes a huge issue that people obviously want that elixir. And he has to find the person who stole it because the person who shot him stole the elixir. And then we go on a rip-roaring adventure. I don't know whether to tell the end of the story. Am I doing that or am I just doing that simple synopsis there? Well, well, we can we can have a spoiler warning for this uh, for those who haven't read it. But, um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's fine. Cool. Yeah. So turns out Elixir was taken by a character who was created just for this comic. Um, what's that guy? The Brigadier, I think his name is. But he was created just Brilliant. for this comic. That's it. He was created just for this comic book. Um, and he's stolen it. He's paid by this top dog at a pharmaceutical company, which turns out to be the guy who repaired Doctor Strange's hands, but didn't do it very well. So Doctor Strange couldn't like help people anymore as a surgeon because he was in a car crash. So then we go and find out that this guy who sold the elixir, the head of the pharmaceutical company, was also trained by the ancient one, like Doctor Strange. But unlike Doctor Strange, he grew impatient and went back turns out his powers aren't great cause the guy's head to explode really awful scene in the comic book his head like explodes over the everybody really grim uh so he stops doing his sorcery stuff goes into pharmaceuticals obviously he doesn't want this like elixir to get out because that would cure all diseases bad for a pharmaceutical company but also he brings up the question should we cure all diseases because overpopulation would become a thing and there's huge issues there They have a fight on the roof, Doctor Strange him. He falls off the roof. There's only enough elixir to cure either Wong or synthesize it to create a huge thing. Wong's dead, by the way. He collapses in like Mm. some sort of catatonic state. Should have mentioned that. (laughs) Doctor Strange then chooses to save his friend, gives Wong the elixir. He's all good. 
then he's loving life again. And then Doctor Strange and Night Nurse hit it off at the end. Love interest. Bang. Happy ending. There you go. <laughs> I'm definitely, you're definitely getting the point this week. Um, yeah. yeah that, was, that was concise. It covered pretty much everything from start to finish. The Wikipedia plot, yours is much better and much more awesome. concise. I guess it yeah. depends on how you define a synopsis. Synopsis either being a small blurb or just the story. Yeah, but it doesn't have any of the flourishes that you gave. It doesn't really go into any of it. But yeah, awesome. no, you, definitely three to one. Thank you. For those, Thank for those you. keeping score. Well done, um, well done. Well done. Well um, <laughs> so now that everyone knows everything about the story. Um, yeah. I hope you've read it otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what did we think about the Doctor Strange the off? Uh, Ian, seeing as you give a synopsis, I'll let you go first. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. I think it is a tamer story and perhaps a little bit shorter than you'd expect for one of these more iconic comic book runs. Like, you know, when we talk of the big names of like characters' stories, we've recently did Batman The Long Halloween, which is obviously a much broader and longer comic book uh saga you know it is a big one and is a huge graphic novel this is only five issues and it's quite tight and concise uh but i liked that i liked that yeah. it was very tight i'd like that it didn't become a sprawling epic it's just a very straight story we know what they're doing um and also i really like the focus that you know at the beginning of the comic we see in night nurse's um room there's two comic book characters two heroes iron fist is one of them and i've forgotten the other one it's one of the spider-man like side characters uh and they're obviously a, a little... rana i believe thank you yeah she's not minor but well no she is you yeah i don't want to be mean but she's not that big of a character i think she becomes spider girl at some point uh or spider woman at some point i don't know anyway um so yeah i liked that they're there and then when doctor strange turns up like you know they kind of just disappear we have a hint to the broader marvel universe but it becomes very focused on doctor strange um, and I think it does a really good job of introducing him as a character because when this was released, it's kind of a soft reboot for the Doctor Strange canon. Uh, and Brian K. Vaughan is an amazing pick for that because I feel he really straddles the line between the traditional, like what we know about Doctor Strange and also having real world events paralleling it. You know, the discussions of pharmaceutical companies, for example, which actually becomes a big part of this comic book is uh really cool and i liked that so yeah i I liked it yeah i wouldn't say it's like gonna now suddenly storm my top comic books of all time but i do think it's a really good way to start reading doctor strange and knowing him as a character through the marvel universe simone you're i mean we're all massive fans of frankie vaughn i think but i think obviously you're a big fan of his work um what did you think of this one i i've never i've never read any Doctor Strange before, so this is my first Doctor Strange. Same for me, to be fair. Um, that I, I've ever read. Um, I do. I, I mean, I, I love Brian K. Vaughan. I so I really enjoyed the story. Um, I think it's it's a good story. It's really it's really tight. Like, mm. but I'm not sure I like Doctor Strange as a character. Um, mm. that's something that I that is something that I really struggled with. Um, throughout. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm inclined to agree with you. I and I think the three of us have evolved to the same thought. The story is really good. It's really tight. It is a shorter story, but it's a good, solid, tight story that gets in and out and does what it needs to do without trying to overburden itself. Mm. Um, I, for as like with yourself, I haven't read Doctor Strange 
um, before. Um, I tend to um, steer away from characters where I'm not. They're sound. I'm trying to figure the word. They're their their power set isn't clearly defined. Like mm, I don't. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I know what Spider Man can do. I can. I know what Batman can do. I know if Batman doesn't have powers, but I know what his thing money. is. Oh, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, money. <laughs> money. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. His power is being rich. Yes. Um, <laughs> But I like to know what my my heroes can do. So obviously yeah. Spider Man, you know X Men, they all have like a specific thing. Whereas when it's like Doctor Strange or even to an extent Superman, <gasps> I, I kind I kind I kind of struggle when I don't know what they're. Um, He's clearly I, defined. I don't know what you're talking about. This yes, which is but it's, it's so the thing with this, the Superman thing was something I used to think before I really started reading Superman at your. Um, recommendation Ian was yeah, to good, really good. study it so backtracking now backtracking but and it's something I've noticed in the MCU with Doctor Strange and with say Wanda where their powers fluctuate and I don't really know where to stand with them that's that fair I kind of feel like I don't I can't get a bead on this character really mm. which is I guess another reason why I don't want to Doctor Strange either in particular as a character in this or in the MCU Mm. Um, did, did, did you not feel though that maybe like when they were talking about science and magic it kind of made it I mean I know maybe you didn't Simone but I feel like it did a good explanation to be like you know so magic and science are defined as they're two separate entities mm. and they can't he can't recreate something that science does so he can fly but he couldn't make a plane you know that like that yeah. wouldn't be something he could achieve as a magician um, but I like that he himself is kind of of both worlds because of a man of science. He's a doctor, but now has become, you know, this, this sorcerer supreme. Mm. I thought I, I quite liked that. I thought it was a good straddling of those two things. He does also like say that, that he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a practitioner of magic, which I'm uh, not magic, uh, witchcraft, which kind of throws. Oh, we're back to this. We're back yeah, to right. the, the whole debate <laughs> yes. again, which kind of, I just had to be like, just move on, move on. Just don't, so don't, don't for, settle on it. For listeners, in our when we talked about Multiverse Madness, please go listen to that. There is a discussion over the fact that Wanda does sorcery, so she's a sorceress rather than the Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Strange does witchcraft, so he is the Witch Supreme rather than the Sorcerer Supreme. But it's kind of all the same, right? They're just both <laughs> doing the same thing. Do, it's just, I, let it be. I, that's what I'm saying. They're let all it doing magic -y stuff. Yeah. I mean, the guy has a cape that can make him fly and is a sentient force, I think. So I think we should just probably let that slide. You know what I mean? It's not It's not the biggest thing in the world, no, right? No, no, no. I'm being no. nitpicky. But I, I think the <laughs> one of the, the, the biggest issues for me is that hmm. his Doctor, Doctor Strange, he's... It's not a very nice person, is he? Like he's really sarcastic, and um, I felt he was bit, quite a little bit sexist as well. Yeah, he was really I... condescending yeah. to Night Nurse, yeah. like yeah, pretty bit. much all the way through. And then it's like, oh, actually, you know, like yeah. a little bit of Night Nurse, and <laughs> and now he's all bit that nice. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I yeah. I he though they have a bit of an endearing thing where he calls her Watson. Because like you know they so they have some a, banter. They have a bit of banter. Bit I of will banter, say, and then it's like, when, oh, actually no, I I actually really like you. I will say when he refers to her as like a pornographic actress, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, it's oh. just so unnecessary. I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of the the kiss uh, 
um, freeze screen ending because I was like, I don't think you really earned this. It is a bit out of left field. I was just like, I was a oh, bit like, where's that come from? It was just like, oh, we're a man and a woman alone. We should probably kiss now. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, because that's, that's what the exactly story dictates. That. I was like, mm, does it though? It's exactly um, that. It's like, oh, he yeah. saved the day and he saved his friend and now he gets the woman. Way. Like, yeah. Oh. I quite like all of in this. The we had really different. I I didn't realize this was going to happen. I thought we all had the same experience with this comic. I I was like, this is good. It's like a classic homage to the standard comic books of the, of yore, <laughs> but it but it had like a a twist of like having quite deep commentary on like big pharmaceutical companies. And I like that the villain is sort of a parallel or a mirror to Ooh. Dr. Strange Ooh. and how he like went to the ancient one because he felt guilty because he couldn't cure the people that Dr. Strange couldn't anymore because he ruined his hands. And I also liked that with the mirror that they used the panels to be a mirror that we were looking at in the scene. So he mm. was staring at a mirror. We saw the the life that he had in the past. Mm. And it is a mirror to Doctor Strange, but it went wrong. You know, he he instead of, you know, pursuing the the mystical arts, he became arrogant and went back, which is kind of what Doctor Strange used to be. I, I liked all of this. Yeah, I thought this was all great. That doesn't detract from the fact that he's still such an ass to Night Nurse. <laughs> and then somehow at the end of it, after a small amount of banter. I don't know. I think they, they are like together. It, it, it you, doesn't. Do, you know, I think. I still think we like have everything. We do have banter, but yeah, I still think you're always calling me. You know, I can't, don't think I can say on on air what you're <laughs> always calling me. I, you're always a bit like. I mean, if you edit it here, Chris, you know, it's it's banter. You know. <laughs> yes. Maybe but... this is us. Like, <laughs> like something's a... coming to a light now, and you're like, Chris Actually, is like, I've been, meaning, I've been meaning to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. But, like... Ian thinks it's banter. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that doesn't like. I completely agree with everything that you said. Like the, um, what's his name? Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Close he, to that. He is the like this alternative path that mm. um could have you know Doctor Strange could have ended up like, and we see these elements of that, that he is still a bit of an ass. He's not quite got there. Yet. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, there, there was, um, it is completely within the realms of possibility that he, had he not, um, if, he'd, if he'd continued down his, his own path, he would have ended up like Nicodemus working for this mm. pharmaceutical company, not really helping out patients. We saw that in his previous life mm -hmm. when he was turning away patients mm -hmm. because he just wanted to go play golf. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so I get that that parallel there. And I think it, it's really it's it's really well written because it's Brian K. Vaughan. But yeah, the character yeah, yeah. of Doctor Strange at its heart, I do not like. I don't like his arrogance. Like, yeah, I there wasn't enough redeeming. He's, he's a hard character to be on the side of completely. Yeah, I guess obviously. that's true. And I think that's also in the films, isn't it? Yeah. How do yeah. we think that the characterizations compare quickly between the two? So obviously we've got Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal and then we've mm. also got the written version here. Mm. Do we think that the MCU kind of hit the right marks with the character or do we think that, do we prefer one to the other? Like, can we get on the side of this one more than Benedict's one? Uh... I mean, I liked, I liked this one. I mean, I think I, th I'm, I, I didn't realise I was going to be the person who was going to be like, not defending per se, but like 
I, I liked this comic, I'm just going to say. I, I, <laughs> liked, I liked it too. I just think there are certain things that are hard to get on board with from a character perspective. Yes. But I think that's and a I, character thing that is yeah. just you, you like him or you don't. I, yeah, um, I think that's true. But like Tony Stark is like extraordinarily arrogant. Like he's more arrogant than Doctor Strange. I think I think I respect the the his powers are very ill defined. I will say that I think that's completely fair because even I like in this that they kind of strip back a lot of the power stuff because even the last fight is between him and Nicodemus that they kind of freeze he freezes magic so it becomes a fist fight. I like that because I think if it became too over the top uh, with just magic being thrown at each other, it would become a bit like. Um, difficult to be like uh, engaged with it mm. um but i liked i mean i don't dislike benedict cumberbatch either i think he's he's good as doctor strange but i think a part of i think a part of the the film's issue is that you know it's kind of maybe similar here i just prefer the written version i think they're mm. both quite arrogant characters and i think doctor strange is an arrogant character and i think in the mcu they're kind of setting him up to be the replacement to uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and I'm not sure that fits. Whereas here, because it's not doing that, and it actually is completely away from the other Avengers, and even it says this is why I don't, you know, go with the Avengers, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a great bit. Um, you are allowed to be with Doctor Strange more than thinking about him in the wider context of the MCU or or, or the Marvel comic book universe, I should say. Yeah, I think, and I I did enjoy this comic. Um, I feel, I, I feel I, like you two I, didn't. I, I'm not. No <laughs> like... one's saying they didn't enjoy it. We're saying that we just we struggled with the character of Doctor mm. Strange. We liked the story because I mean, Brian K. Vaughan is an amazing Strange. writer, but you can still be like, there. I didn't find there weren't enough redeeming factors. I think for okay. Doctor okay. Strange's character. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they're, they're right. Uh, obviously, Doctor Strange is meant to be the the absolute opposite of Nicodemus's character, and paths they could have gone down. However, as we said, Doctor Strange hasn't quite final realized he mm-hmm. hasn't sh- sh- shaken off his old personality completely, which I guess is part of his uniqueness and, for lack of a better word, charm, and you know, makes him who he is. But with that, it's hard to kind of completely 100% get behind mm. how, he, how he is at times. Um, and uh, some of that does come back to the night nurse stuff, the relationship there, the banter. And there is funny moments and good, and obviously in the writing, which is good, and the banter between them is good. But I feel like with the night nurse thing, she starts off as this really strong personality who's in ready to get involved in, and help out, but then sort of gets sidelined to be like Wong's, just look after Wong whenever he Collapse. something happens, collapses yeah. essentially. Whereas mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is like, "All right, you look after Wong. I'll go and save the world." Whereas I feel like they kind of just pushed her to the side, and then suddenly he's, he, at the end, he's like, "Come here, you!" And then that's it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, "That's that's a bit annoying because I feel like it does underline his arrogance." Because he, he says in the he says in the comic himself that I used to be arrogant. I was like, and she says, you used to be arrogant. And I go, mm. yeah, he's definitely still, which again is part of his, who he is, but makes it hard to mm. get there fully. I guess it depends on whether you can like, I guess it is similar to like Tony Stark. And I'm sure there's people who are listening to this. I hope people are listening to this, but I'm sure there's people listening to this who would be like, I don't really like Superman as a character, which I completely disagree with them. But I guess it's whether you can find a f- his arrogance 
as a part of his character development because obviously this is a very like if if we have batman year one this is a doctor strange year one sort of comic mm-hmm. you know this is like he's or, or at least he's been doctor strange for a bit but we're getting introduced to his villains because we see his rogues gallery almost mm. we get to see how he lost his uh hands mm. oh well not lost his hands but how his hands are jacked now and like destroyed <laughs> he lost his hands he's got no hands <laughs> um it's a very different doctor strange um and and i think it's whether you can get engaged with a character like that which i respect if it's hard to because he isn't he isn't a nut well he is nice he is trying to be a good guy but he is definitely like I'm better than other people because I'm the sorceress supreme. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah the arrogance is is def- it definitely comes through. Yeah, well. and, and like yeah, it does. <laughs> and, and yes, it does define him. And you're all right. There are aspects of Bruce Wayne slash Batman over the years who he's evolved from being an arrogant person mm. and grows. And maybe you know if there are future Doctor Strange stories which carry on that kind of thing then we can see that I just I mean I haven't seen it personally in the MCU as much I think Benedict Cumberbatch's first Doctor Strange is kind of close still kind of close to where he is now yeah and that's but let's say it's fine it's just not something that I think everyone will want to um Mm. um, but we did we all agree that the writing is really good the story is really good it's really tight um what did we think of the artwork of this uh Ian yeah I think it's great I mean, it's really dynamic, and uh, Martin, um, uh, I've forgotten his name, Christ, it was in front of me a second ago. Um, Marcus Martin. Thank you. Martin's art is like, he is very like, it it harkens back to the original sort of like Steve Ditko style that was known for back in the like golden age of comic books, which I really liked. Mm. Um, And that's kind of paralleling that sort of... um, how this is meant to be a refresh for the character that they keep that sort of style of comic, but with a modern twist. Um, I know the the copy that I got was from um, the ultimate collection of um, Marvel comics. Cause it is quite hard to get, find uh, this a print um, because I don't know why maybe it's out of print, but there was a big uh, collection of it, a huge one, like a big, um, like similar to the one of Watchmen, you've got something like a big collection of this comic and in the back of it it had a lot of the original um stan lee and steve ditko uh doctor strange comics so clearly they were trying to parallel that style um and i really liked it i thought it worked really well yeah simone yeah i i yeah the art is outstanding um mm. it's i think it's one of the, the my favorite things about um the comic uh, mm. like the like when they I don't know what it's called but it's like where you have a singular frame or something that could be encapsulated within a single frame but they kind of cut it and split it into two yeah there was a frame where um Reginald Pavlish who we think is going to be the villain and he Mm. goes to see uh, Nicodemus and like basically thanks him for uh messing up Doctor Strange's hands yeah um and he like turns away and oh Christ what does he say that's it he says um I refuse to let go of this world and it's like there's a there's a gap and mm. then it's the rest of his face and he says until I watch Stephen Strange suffer as much as I have yeah and, yeah I I love I just don't know I, I just I really enjoyed it's very subtle isn't it yeah but it works really well but it's it's very effective mm. um but yeah they they do that he does um Martin does that quite a bit and there's another moment where 
strange night nurse and Wong are walking down the street and they're discussing um what are they discussing well they're discussing something to do with Nicodemus and Dr. Strange is being sexist you know he's just being (laughs) classic but they're each sort of like making their own point about what's happened so far and and the case we could call it Mm -hmm. um and they're all within their own little frames because they've all got their own Mm -hmm. ideas about it yeah that's nice as well and it's just that that sort of like really subtle and it just sort of backs up what they're saying and how they feel and how they, mm. they've each got their own perspective on it and they each yeah. get their own little frame. And I thought that was really cute. Yeah, I do like the way the panel's done. It's very, it's quite filmic. It's like very, mm. like you can imagine it sort of almost how you see it edited on a screen. Yeah. And I think it really does that, the way each character is given their own space, like you said, and it uses, like I say, the um, Reginald, um, say it really helps punctuate the points of what they're saying rather mm-hmm. than getting lost in a bigger panel, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think the artwork in here is really great. It's very, it's always a good sign when you basically, you, you, you finish reading a panel before moving on to the next one, you basically, you're, looking back at the panel to see all the detail and all yeah. the thing. And that's always a great sign because some comics you read and you just end up flicking through because there's nothing. But I think every panel here has been thought out really well. The colours, the artwork, everything's great. And what, and it's a mix of things as well. So it will s- split the panel or use the panel best to tell the story. Yeah, I think it is. I think I mentioned it before, but I really like that mirror like that they use that the panels become the mirror mm-hmm. um and and there's a lot of white space on those pages that we're learning about his past um i think it's just very clever uh, and i completely agree with you there was a there's a point in the 90s like not all comic books in the 90s but there was a big craze during the 90s and um you know maybe in the future we can do that as a retrospective look but there's a there's a point in the 90s where there was a lot of comic books with very boring like panel work very boring art where you'd have frames with just nothing going on other than say there's a character standing with another character or sat on a bed or and and there's a particular artists that were known for this one of them can't draw feet so if people know who I'm talking about you know <laughs> um but they um I think it kind of unfortunately created this sort of like idea that comic book art could be really boring and a lot, I think a lot of people who don't read comic books that much think, oh, it's just a story with pictures attached. But the art to this tells the story like compellingly and there's so much detail that it pushes the story along. Mm. As you say, cinematically, there's so much in the frame that you get to see a lot um, through the story, just through the art. Yeah. And as you said, Simone, the, the way the panels work also give us a lot of definition to the characters it's not just one single frame as you say they break them down into three so they have their individual perspectives which is great so yeah i think it's great i really do like it a lot yeah it's a really good point about the artwork being part of the storytelling which is always important and rather than just being a backdrop for words to mm. appear on the screen because some comics just do that they have the artwork there and then they have the character detailing what's happening which mm. is kind of a defeats the point i think mm. obviously of the artwork the artwork is they're supposed to go hand in hand with the storytelling which is why some of the best comics do that um, yeah, so yeah and i, I really, think we're very I lucky right now actually we're living in like 
especially comic book writing we're living in like a golden age almost i know it's a we can't say that because we had a golden had age a golden of comics age. <laughs> but we are living in a golden age of comics where we've got so many creators who've been brought up with say the fantastic work of brian k vaughan who now we have these comics where they are so much detail and there's so much to choose from where we've got amazing work and brian k vaughan himself working on saga which is one of our favorite long-running series and i'm sure we'll talk about it at some point in the future mm. There's so many artists that really take so much care with what's on their panel. And it's you're almost spoiled for choice. Whereas when I was growing up, some of the comic books were a little uh, sparse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's great. And I love that, you know, Brian K. Vaughan here, even though I get what you're saying with Doctor Strange not being the most compelling character. I love that he's made a compelling story for perhaps a Mm. not compelling character. Mm. Um, And I, I, the character may not be the best uh, in the broader sense of the Marvel universe, but this story really is very compelling. And the Mm -hmm. comic itself is compelling because of the work of Martinez and um, uh, Brian K. Vaughan. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Brian K. Vaughan does really bring, it's not that obviously the story is great. It's not that, the character is, you know, totally unlikable, but he does bring the best version, I guess, out of him by the story he tells. And that's mm. part of why we love Brian K. Vaughan, because he can tell those kind of stories from characters that you wouldn't normally, I guess, get along with necessarily. Mm. Well, uh, it's an interesting one. Sorry, Simone, were you going to no, say No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I agree with what um, Chris just said. Like, mm. it's, I mean, it's, it's the genius of Brian K. Vaughan to do one about an oath and sort of like how far um, Doctor Strange is willing to go just on that oath, on that promise. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, I was just going to parallel with both of you and say that it's also interesting that when we were looking up, because we, we obviously, we don't just randomly go, oh, we're going to read a comic book. We we look at the more, you know, well-known comic books for a character. So with ba- the Batman film coming out, we wanted to do a long Halloween and with Multiverse of Madness, we wanted to do something that has Doctor Strange as the main character. Mm. And this is the one that people suggest that he is mainly known for being a part of an ensemble and in, in parts of stories where maybe characters go to him for information, kind of like in, you know, Spider-Man have we seen in the, in the films, he goes to Doctor Strange to get information. He's more of a part of a bigger piece of a puzzle it's interesting that this is the one that people go, yeah, this is the Doctor Strange comic book to read because it is Brian K. Vaughan brings the best out of that character, you know, yeah. He, completely. Yeah, I do. I, I do think if you're unfamiliar with the character, this is the a great version to go. This is what this character is all about. I think it does show all the aspects of of Stephen Strange that you need to know about and really understand him. Um, so yeah, I agree with that completely. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we spoke about some, already spoke about some of our favorite panels and moments, but are there any other moments or um, pieces of the artwork that we really liked that stood out for us or bits of dialogue? Um, Ian? Uh, favorite bits? Uh, tell you what, come back to me, Simone. You've got, I'm, I'm going to have a think of ones because we talked about, I really like that mirror bit, which is probably my favorite mm. use of the art. So let me have a think and think of like other bits that I really enjoyed. So Simone, what's, your, what's yours? Um. I think something that I really enjoyed that is just at the forefront of my mind is um, just me thinking in the background. <laughs> the the little recaps at the beginning. Of each uh, issue. yes, yes, I love that. And how they, yeah. they sort of they are like woven into the story. So like mm. at one point it's a letter 
um you know the other point it's the uh it's his uh sort of like uh doctor's note mm. I-, I thought that was really really clever um yeah and it's a nice yeah. way because you know like i mean i don't know how you guys read it I-, I didn't read it in one sitting i read it across like two two sittings so it wasn't like fresh in my mind so when i started a new issue it was nice to have a little recap yeah because it is part of a five part run Mm. so um obviously in its original publication you would have had these to kind of recap what happened in the last issues and i think they're all different i really i I had that on my list as well things it's just a really nice way of recapping the story without giving you too much heavy stuff but in a really interesting kind of different refreshing way um i'm like you i read it in two sittings so i think i read the first two and then the last three and then at the start of the third one i had that recap to help Mm. me go okay yes i remember now and then just carry on um i really like that as well um anything else yeah i i've I've been thinking i've thought on it (laughs) i've had i've had a a ponder um i like there's two bits that i i like a lot which i think it you know we've discussed how how the the oath itself is like a big part of this i mean the, the the comic is called the oath but you know, it's not necessarily an oath that we think of his magical aspects of his life. It's his Hippocratic oath yes. as a doctor that compels this story. And then all the oaths that parallel it with Wong's oath to um, Strange. And then also Night Nurse's oath as a practitioner as well. And also the villain's oath as well towards, um, you know, his uh, Hippocratic oath. How it compels them all in very different ways uh, and gets them to different moral like standpoints which they all have like a justification for particularly strange and and his, the, the villain uh, i keep forgetting his name Nic- nicodemus nicodemus thank you um yeah their 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 way they morally get to their answers is really interesting and it poses big moral questions for us as the reader with the elixir and how strange sees it as a possibility to save more people but then he also sees it as a way of it would cause further problems because if we cure everybody, overpopulation would become a huge problem. So it's really interesting that, and I think it poses really interesting questions. Obviously, we see this. I really liked um, just thinking about it. The the pharmaceutical heads being like these dark, shady, evil <laughs> characters, oh, yeah. like super villains on yeah. a league, uh, yeah. and and you think it's going to be like this big, like oh, you know they're they're maybe trying to destroy strangers magical abilities no they're just selling drugs to people they're just selling drugs and they just want to keep selling their drugs you know sometimes the bad guys aren't supernatural sometimes they're very real and tangible (laughs) yeah Yeah, i liked that a lot and then uh, more of the uh, fun one although i think it does bring more of strangers character for me is when um i guess two bits is when he is attacked by that demon in the street uh, he has to use the handgun, which is yeah. also Hitler's handgun Hitler's that he hand shot gun. himself with. <laughs> I love how over the top that is. It's like it's not just a handgun; it's Hitler's handgun. You're like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah, that, that, I'm not going to question that. Wait, That's isn't Hitler's isn't handgun. there something with the handgun about it? it's like the dark energy around it? Yeah, is what yeah. makes is yeah, what makes yeah, it yeah. so powerful. Yeah, yeah. That's why it can beat magic because it's Hitler's handgun. <laughs> Because it's so dark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like brilliant. That's amazing. I could buy that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, you know, it's strange who has to use the handgun and he can't physically get a good shot because his hands are so messed up. 
Um, I think that's kind of a cool thing that Brian K. Vaughan pulls yeah. to a lot. It's a good um, full circle thing. Yeah, it really right, does. Yeah. It really does help to like full circle Strange's character. And I also like the way he dealt with the brig- brigadier, brigadier, brigade, brigand. I love that they went into his brain and started like messing him up in his oh, head. Yeah. That was pretty dark. Yeah, I, that had was that, a... I had that on my list. I was thinking, God, talk about a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> going to your own mind. <laughs> yeah. And he just throws it. And he's so cold about it as well. When he throws it, like he's in there and he's like, I just beat up that bit. I'll keep like destroying parts of your brain to the point where you can't walk. You can't talk. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And then he just throws him in his own brain. I was like, you are cold. Yeah. Strange. That yeah. I like brutal. how he's, 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 he's very much about adhering to his Hippocratic oath, but he's also willing to go completely off the deep end as well when it comes to his powers yeah. and what he wants to do. He's like, yeah, but this guy doesn't deserve it. So I'm just going to yeah, yeah, he mess does, him he up. Does. Yeah, he doesn't matter. So bye. I know. I tell you what, I've read a lot of Marvel comics. I still think he's in there. I I, I can't remember seeing this guy again. So I think since he's thrown him into his own brain, that's where he is. Oh, d- Yeah. <laughs> if somebody's read more, and can correct yeah. us, please let us know. If anyone knows what happens certain. to Brigand after this, <laughs> let us know. He's still in there, man. He's he's messed up in his head. Jeez, wow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's my favourite bits, I think. I like the 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 subtle ways Brian K. Vaughan brings like details to the characters by just having really good character points, which I yeah. think is something that Multiverse of Madness doesn't have as much. No. Like it, it doesn't have these really well written character points where we don't need somebody to say something's happening. We can see it, you know? Yeah. And in this we see that, you know, and I like that. Yeah. We uh, we did discuss that in the Multiverse of Madness thing and I think it is done much better here, like you said. Mm. Um, Which bits did you like, Chris? You've asked uh, us a lot. Let's ask you. So, what I, did you like? so yeah, I, I agree with the stuff about the Hippocratic Oath. I think that it's kind of, obviously, the the story is called The Oath, but it's not the oath you think about. And the, the you, bear in mind, he's a, he, he sees himself as a doctor first, as no matter how powerful he gets, I think he always sees himself as a doctor or practitioner of um, medicine first. Um, or at least that's how he sees himself and that obviously with Night Nurse as well I really like the whole um, that aspect of it um, mm-hmm. a, a couple of the funny bits are like straight off the bat when first panel is the waiting room with the girl from Eponema playing over the over the tannoy in the lyrics I just think it's this funny image of all these superheroes just waiting reading magazines in a waiting room while some cheesy waiting room music is playing love it, love it. Um, yeah and the bit where it, they say, I think one says, to where, where where do we need to go to see um, Dr. Hill? And Dr. Strange goes, the most uncharted and foreboding realm of them all. And he just cuts to a sign that says, welcome to the Bronx. And it's just like, this part well, of New York. was a bit like, whoo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot like, about that. Yeah. yeah. I, like the, I like the humor aspects of this. It does have some funny moments in the interchanges. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, were there any things we didn't particularly like? Obviously, we've touched on a few things. Um, is there anything that perhaps we weren't so keen on that we haven't touched on already? Sim, um, might be a good way to pick up because you with the Bronx bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought actually, uh, no, it's fine. I mean, what's the a, a low point? No, I think we, we've touched upon it for me. Um, his unnecessary comments towards Night Nurse. Yeah. That just continued. 
until he's like, come here, woman, you're mine. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's one of the bugbears for me. Probably probably the only main one. Um, I know we spoke about the character, but I think that's just a character thing. That's just a, either get along or don't. So, but yeah, I think that was the only other thing for me. Ian? Things I didn't like, I think... I don't know. I actually quite like this story. I mean, I, I get mm. what you guys are saying with Doctor Strange being a bit uncompelling, but I don't know. I, I, I liked all of it. I'm here to defend it. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm sta- I liked everything here. <laughs> no, um, yeah. yeah, no, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I liked the interactions, the quippiness. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think there's anything that I would say, oh, that's a weak point, um, actually. Um, yeah, I think yeah. we're all on the same page that we enjoyed the story. Yeah. That- yeah. yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. it. You know, yeah. yeah, from start to finish, I think it's pretty. Good. And we so- and we love Brian K. Vaughan as well. We We've had I've had the pleasure to meet him, and Simone's met him on a screen. Like I handed him uh, my phone so she could talk to him, which was quite sweet. Oh, it was so, great! Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. He's really nice. He's genuinely a lovely person. So, if Brian, if you're ever listening to this, can you, can you come, on, come on this and talk to us? Because it'd be really nice if you did that. He right. did say that it was very strange. It was like the strangest he did. thing. He did. Pun intended. No, uh, he did say he was like, oh, this is really odd. I've never had somebody put the phone to speak to somebody. But please come on our podcast. Please do that. We love you. Yeah, no, you're great. I love his work. That would be amazing. Brian, if you're listening, please uh, give us a call. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we love Brian Kevon. All his works are, I think we're big fans of all his works. And I think he's mm. done a really good job here, obviously, with Marcus Martin as well. Yeah, I think we we all really awesome. quite positive in this one. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. Great. Um, well, what a great positive note to end on, I think. Yeah, um, it is. So, um, firstly, um, before we go, um, just to discuss what our next episode is going mm-hmm. to be in the coming weeks, which I believe, uh, which will be Six Criminals. We'll continue on the Six Criminals series with Woo-woo! Volume 2. Woo! And, um, yeah, so we'll be really getting into the second volume of that series mm. as part of our ongoing um, review of that. Um, believe which will be available on the 30th of May I believe I believe so yeah I believe so if there's any delays we'll let you know on our Instagram page which is easy to find it's the Phantom Zone podcast is that right or pod I should know uh, that off my top of my Phantom head. Phantom Zone podcast. On I Instagram. should have just gone with my gut. Why did <laughs> I question myself? At Phantom, Phantom Zone, Zone podcast. Phantom Zone pod is our Twitter handle. So yeah. Ah, see, I was right both ways then. I was right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 30th of May, we'll, we will have that. Uh, available for you to listen to just in time mm-hmm. for your uh, jubilee celebrations i believe yeah, yeah so you know, yeah. If, you, if you're a you know. royalist yeah or, <laughs> i'm grateful you know. for the days off work to be honest yeah, yeah keep too. going lizzie yeah. keep going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to that and i would like to say thank you to both simone and ian for joining me thank you both oh. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for hosting. It's great. I hope everybody's enjoying listening to our thoughts on comic books and films and the general sort of like pantheon of discussion that is comics. And we'll have more people coming on in the future as well, friends of ours and uh, artists uh, that we know and and so forth, which is going to be great. Um, But I'm just happy people are listening, you know? Yeah, and feel free to to get involved with us on social media and interact with us. Yeah, we're friendly. Yeah, we're we're friendly. Yeah, Yeah. nice people. We love having discussions (laughs) with anyone and everything about comic books and films and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, join us. Um, Somebody messages us, get away from us! (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could go both ways. Um, <laughs> it depends who's on the Instagram that day. Yeah, um, <laughs> true. Um, also, thank you, of course, to UK Film Review for your continuing support on this. Um, shout out to Chris Olsen. And yeah. finally, and most importantly, thanks to everyone listening and everyone who follows us and listens to us uh ramble on about all these all these <laughs> things and um, we do really really appreciate it and like i say please tune in next time 30th of may and we will see you then thank you yeah. bye thanks bye. everyone bye, bye.